0: Welcome to the Fully Express Podcast with Karenna. I am your podcast host, Karenna Soto, and this is the podcast where we have conversations that truly invite us into living a life fully expressed, finding relationships where we can be fully expressed, and also creating business and finding careers that allow us to be fully expressed as well. Today's episode is really special because I am interviewing someone that I recently met. Her name is Marta Geary. And Marta came across my world because she's based in San Diego I'm based in San Diego and she is doing amazing things when it comes to I want to say like truly like wrapping your arms around the wellness industry here in San Diego in the best way is like I feel like you've really like just created a platform a way to connect collaborate and all the things when it comes to Locally Well, which is her business. Well, I will let her talk to her about her, but it has been such a pleasure getting to know you and meet you and connect with you because I just love everything that you are really trying to captivate here in San Diego. So with that being said, Marta, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks, Corinna. So happy to be here yeah. today. Yeah,
1: I'm Marta Geary, editor-in-chief of Locally Well San Diego. We're a local news company covering wellness news and events here in San Diego. And that's how we started. I saw a need to capture just everything that's going on. San Diego is such a wellness mecca. A lot of trends start here in brands like Viore, Blenders, GoPro, you know, things that are really fitness and outdoor and wellness inspired along with things like Organifi, Ohm Mushrooms, things that you probably see in your local uh, natural health food store also start in San Diego. So there's just such a depth and breadth of everything that's going on here, a lot a lot of also just conscious healers uh, and a spiritual community too. So I just saw an opportunity to capture that and I started this two and a half years ago, started a website, social media, a newsletter, all the things. It's expanded into hosting a podcast called Wellness in San Diego. But the thing that's brought me the most joy is meeting folks in the wellness space, other wellness entrepreneurs. And they were craving connection, especially I started this during COVID. And so when we were emerging from that time, from the pandemic, people were desperate for connection in person. And so I started hosting networking events and bringing people together. And my favorite thing ever is to be a matchmaker. I love introducing healers to each other who are doing similar things or could complement each other. I actually see collaborations happen in real time at these events where people have met a couple of times and then they go on to host like a mini retreat. I know of several stories where that's happened. Mm -hmm. So it's just a really magical place to be a connector and uplifting the entire community because when these wellness folks find each other and amplify their efforts, it helps heal our entire community too. So I found such joy doing that and being just kind of the ringleader, I guess the channeler, the connector to make this all happen. I'm just the conduit and I'm just really grateful to bring people together.
0: I love that. I got some chills when you said just like the ripple effect or just like connecting everything like and that, you know, really almost like bringing the connection brings us additional healing to the community. Like I just got chills just from that whole experience. I would love to hear a little bit more. I think we talked about this, like you weren't doing, you said you started this around the pandemic. What were you doing before the pandemic, before COVID, before you realized that there was this need?
1: Yeah, my whole life story has led to creating this. When you look back on it, you can kind of see the trends. And I think a lot of us probably can resonate with that when you reflect on your past experiences. So yeah, I've always been interested in spirituality and alternative health since I was a teenager. Probably even before then, I was always just a curious seeker, and so that led me to travel abroad. I lived in Australia. I got a degree in journalism, and while I was there, I co-hosted an alternative health radio show, interviewing wellness practitioners in Sydney. So really, a full circle moment. This is before there was even podcasts. Yeah. It tells you how old I am. But then I came back, and I, you know, I was also a high-achieving person. I've always been ambitious and wanting to be a good. Gold Star student, and so I thought, well, now I get a job. I now I get, yeah, I, I move into the working space. So I started working in marketing in higher education, marketing uh, in different different companies, and we were marketing to international students to come study English in the United States. I had rose to the ranks, of becoming a director of marketing, and I was even asked to meet with the CEO. This was in February of 2020. The CEO of the company had asked to meet with me specifically, telling me I was a rising star. If I was going to go anywhere, I needed to let them know right away ASAP because they wanted to keep me. Cut to six weeks later, COVID, entire company shuts down and I'm out of a job. So I didn't know who I was or what I should do next Mm -hmm. because I had put all my eggs in that identity basket, being I'm a really good like. Leader number two, I'd rising. I was in executive level meetings. I thought, this is it. You know, I also am a mom. I've got two boys. So it was busy. I was very, very busy, but I also was getting to burnout stage too. So, you know, it was a lot to transition out of during COVID. But yeah, that's how I got the idea. Um, for those in the wellness space, know this term. I got a download, which means I woke up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. I sat straight up in bed and I had this idea to create to create what became locally. Well, I didn't know what I was going to call it, but I knew I wanted to do some kind of online blog thing with all of of my skill set, you know, in journalism and marketing, creating a community hub for showcasing wellness here in San Diego. So when you know, like it's given to you as a kind of directive from the heavens, the universe, it also makes going to work really fun because, you know, it's it's kind of your purpose and what you're meant to do. And yeah, just writing. It's been hard writing the unknown wave. When you have to create something for yourself where there's no roadmap, it can be daunting at times. There's I've talked with this with many entrepreneurs who are like, do you ever feel that? Like some people are like timidly asking, like, do you ever feel like you just want to quit and everyone's like oh my god like every day like <laughs> like every day you're literally like, yeah. literally yeah like throwing yourself on the couch i've done that and like had a temper tantrum like this is so hard like I so my go son. get a nine to five and <laughs> my husband's like no no this is what we're doing you can do this and i'm like
0: oh <laughs> but so that's so funny today this morning i was in the shower and nick was here because he works from home and then out of home sometimes and i go I don't want to go to work today. I'm done. Like I was just throwing like a little pity party of like, I don't want to do life today. Yeah. And those are just such real moments. While also I, you know, also holding the vision to like what's really there too. You know, it's just, it's the duality of both. It's like, yes, this is hard. Yes, there's moments where you're like, why am I doing this? And then also there's other moments of like, no, there's a reason why I'm doing this. This It's my purpose. I'm leaning into that. I love that you shared so much about the fact that like this was an idea that just came out of nowhere. It wasn't like you've been like meddling on it for a while. It's been a part, maybe a part of your, like your identity into the patterns, into the trends. But this idea just came out of nowhere. I'm reading this book right now called Big Magic. And mm-hmm. so good. I just I was like, oh, so good. And I think it, you know, it really talks to you just like there's ideas that come to us all the time. There's some ideas that stay for a little longer. There's ideas that you just know you got to follow up on. And then there's ideas that just pass through. And then there's, there's the ones that keep knocking at your door. There's always ideas, you know? And then, so I would love to hear, how did you know that like you got this download, this idea and you're like, okay, this is something I, I really want to move into. Or like, what was that like transition like to like thought, download, idea to like, this is it. Like, what did it take from there to like actually putting it into action? something yeah. Mm. All right, jumping in here with another life hack for you. Take a minute and shake it out. Our nervous system is constantly in fight or flight, freezes, dysregulation, and we need to shake out our nervous system so we can reset our stress responses. So if you get up and shake every single part of your body, animals do this naturally and we have forgotten to listen to ourselves. So if you ever feel overwhelmed, get up, shake it out. If you feel triggered, try shaking it out. Move the energy. Reset your nervous system to help you live and feel more regulated in your life.
1: Yeah. Well, I had the idea this was like August 2020. And so then I kept talking about it and percolating on it and sitting on it. But I didn't actually take any action. I was still kind of like licking my wounds, if you will, from losing a corporate job and what my identity was also being a mom and my kids weren't couldn't go to school so it was a busy time just that's kind of how i sit with ideas for a while you know i think about them i'm in the shower and i keep talking about it with people and then i feel confident to actually make it kind of come to fruition so yeah it was was until almost a year later that i actually launched because i want i also had to get over some of those perfectionistic tendencies to put myself out there to be vulnerable I wasn't doing this because I wanted to be, let's say, like a Gwyneth Paltrow goop person. It's not about me. Like I said, I'm the channel and the conduit for this community. But at the same time, I also need to be the face and spokesperson for the brand. And so there was just some like tender self-care I needed to go through, I think, before I felt ready. And when I would tell people what I was doing, I would tell them like in this really soft voice, like, and I didn't have my elevator pitch and I couldn't explain it. And so... There was just a lot of, yeah, self-care that needed to happen where I could feel like I could step into the space. And it still took like another year or so before I felt like I had some foundation, that I was confident about what I was doing. And still, you know, those moments come in imposter syndrome, those kinds of feelings every now and then that now I'm kind of rocking and rolling. So that's how the process was for me.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's just so relatable to like, you know, I think really honestly hearing like, yes, imposter syndrome just still happens. You know, we still, they're going to be an idea, but there's a whole like identity shift that comes with that. It's like, how do I, I'm here and how do I embody person or be the person that can also step into that idea too? You know, like parts of us need to catch up. And I love that you said that you gave yourself grace. Because sometimes in this entrepreneurship space, I mean, I've also put myself pressure, but you can feel a lot of pressure. Like, I need to be here now. You know, why am I not feeling this now? You know, why haven't I fully stepped into this new idea or created this already? Why isn't it up and running? And there's just like this pressure of fastness in entrepreneurship. Yes. Like speed, like, ah, I need this quickly, you know? Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Big time. I sometimes reflect on that, too, with the, the moments And when I felt like I should just stop because I was like, well, why isn't it taking off? Or even in those little moments when you post a reel or something, you're like, what? Only this many people liked it. And I worked so hard. Those And (laughs) we've all had those. Yeah. And tied to your self-worth. And I also thought about it, too. It's like, if it had been an overnight success, I don't think I couldn't have handled that. Like, so I've done everything with a lot of intention and at a pace that works for me. Because as I mentioned, I have... You know, I've got kids. I needed to attend to my own needs, too. So I've purposely added on layers of my business step by step because I needed to kind of pace it at a build it at a pace that fits my where I'm at right
0: now. Personally, Mm -hmm. and and my personal situation. I think that's absolutely beautiful. I really think that I wish more of us listened to that, too, because yeah, I just feel like we, especially, you're a mom, so I feel like you've already been able to kind of balance, like, oh, I'm a mom, I have life, I have kids, I have all these other things. But me, me being a mom, like, I didn't know what that was. And like, now I have this bait, this baby business that I'm building. And it's like, how can I not lose myself in the sauce and fully be intentional about that? So, so beautiful. Yeah,
1: and I think one of the other things too is just who you are as a person, how you work. So I am, if nothing, uh I'm consistent. And consistency is really important when you're building a business for people to expect and trust it. I know we're going to maybe talk about some of the marketing principles, but it's really important. Like every week, people know that I will do a roundup post of events that are going on in San Diego related to wellness. I do that every week. That happens. So when there's consistent rhythms too, people build trust with your brand too. And they know that you're always going to mm-hmm. kind of um, show up in the same ways that you're going to produce similar types of content, you know, creativity within the content can change, but they know, oh, that's what they do. I, they're no, I know that Marta and locally well will post those events every every week. So it's about building a sustainable model that you can support that fits who you are and how you work too.
0: I want to know about that model. How do you how did you find your rhythm in that? And what kinds of systems or things do you have in place to help you get you know execute that on that weekly? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, I know when I'm kind of getting to burnout that my systems, I've lost sight of my systems, uh, and so there's a lot of tools in the business world that people are familiar with, things like project management software can be helpful. Everybody is different. They work differently. I've used Asana. Notion's also great, a free tool that a lot of people use to track tasks if you're very digital. However, I find myself going analog all the time. I'm always just pen to paper. It is helpful when you're delegating out to a team to have a project management tool to assign tasks to folks. But I'm always doing brain dumps where I just everything on paper, everything I have to do, even like the family stuff, like scheduling that dentist appointment or signing up for camp or whatever. It all just goes in the same because it's all just in your head. So can you get it out of your head anywhere, whether it's in your notes app on your phone? Sometimes I do that too. When I'm just somewhere, I just start putting everything in my notes app because it's handy. And so not prioritizing anything at first, you just dump everything on the paper. And then you look at it and go, okay, I can handle this. Or right now I'm working just on being discerning. Like I did mention that I am consistent with certain things, but I also know that certain tasks will lead to, let's say, more income or more um, growth. So while it is easy to do those quick little tasks, is that going to actually move the needle in terms of the business so when you put a dial on a paper, you can go, oh, wow, that's a lot of busy work that maybe I could hand off to somebody else. Or or sometimes it's about your energy flow too. When I know you talk about human design sometimes, so it's helpful to know your energy rhythms. And a lot of us have this too, and you can probably reflect on how your energy rhythms were when you were a kid. And that's probably how you still are today, you know, too. I'm a person where the working world and school structure totally fits my energy type because mm-hmm. I could get up and start working at six in the morning. I know that sounds wild, but I I have the clarity and brain, brain clarity to start working super early in the morning. But by two o'clock, that's gone. And I prefer to do like calls and chats in the afternoon. That works better for me. Whereas my husband is a night owl and he likes to work late and he likes to he could go till midnight and i just i i really just want to watch really bad television after like after dinner and after i put the kids to bed just something silly you know like great british baking show or something for a half hour and then go to sleep or read a book or something like that so it's helpful just to know get everything out of your head so you can look at it from a thirty thousand foot view prioritizing it and then knowing your energy flow type too so should you do that task in the morning? Should you do it in the afternoon? And so it's just trying things out rather than feeling like, "Oh, I should be a morning person." It's like says who, like or and I had this conversation with um another guest on the podcast too. It's like people are like, "I need a morning routine." And uh, and she mentioned like she's like, "You probably already have a routine that you don't realize. Like you probably are always have some kind of coffee and you sit there or some warm drink and you sit there." And could you just pair like a quick gratitude exercise with that morning coffee that you're always doing? So Mm -hmm. you don't have to make all of these habits the way I'm doing it. That's what works for me. But my suggestion is to try things out and see what works for you.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. I think sometimes we're always trying to fit a mold versus trying Mm -hmm. to find our own mold, you know what I mean? Or even in a different way. I really think that entrepreneurship gives you such an opportunity to crack your own code in your own way, right? Like, what works for you, you know? And the only way to really do that is, like you said, like, try out different things, you know? See how it feels, what's supportive. I'm very similar to you, where, like, I love to work first thing in the morning. All my good energy is, like, mid-morning, but, like, by three, like, the latest three, I'm I'm done. I just don't have brain power. I'm done. Versus my partner, my boyfriend, He loves to work in like four-hour chunks and he'll work until his last chunk will probably end around seven. And by five o'clock, like between like three and five, I'm absolutely done. And I think it's so beautiful that we can witness that, you know, that we can say like, oh, you have your thing. I have my thing and not really make any judgments of how someone should look. But it's so difficult to do that when you are constantly in this space of like, well, that person's successful. So I want to be successful. What are they doing to be successful? That's the equation that I need to embody. And you're like, well, no, 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 no. What's your equation? What cracks your own code? Not, Don't try and be their code. Like that's what works for them, but you got to find what works for you. And you talk to that so beautifully. I would love to transition, talk a little bit more about marketing because you definitely have a marketing background and you did a little bit more. You've been talking a lot recently on locally well and inviting entrepreneurs and business owners into just branding and authenticity. And I'd love to know what was your journey with authenticity and really owning who you were as you've been building locally well and the wellness podcast what has that been for you and if you have any tips and tricks that someone can lean into as they're starting to create their business or even if they've already been doing business for a while like what could they kind of use and take on Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I think um Personal branding always starts with finding your why. So, and what makes you different than anybody else? Mm-hmm. So, again, we've been speaking to that. It's like, I kind of know who I am. I know my rhythms for my work day. Okay, well, how does that extend to what I believe in and what I stand for? And when showing up for my businesses or pouring energy or even how I create content for my businesses. So, it's about just reflecting on what is most important to you again, what makes you different in your space. There's a lot of noise online, especially if you're some like a coach or something like that. Your life story has a lot of weight. And if you reflect on that, that could help point you in the right direction of say core values. I think it's helpful. There's a lot of exercises online of identifying what your core values are. I already mentioned about, you could hear some of mine coming through, which was connection. I really believe My motto is I help people find their people. That's what I do with the collective, our membership community for wellness entrepreneurs. I love connecting people and giving them the right resources to to uplevel their business. So whether it's in-person events, that's what I'm going in with. The intention I have is to help bring people together. I also talked about another value I have, which is um, kind of persistence and consistency. I just I am relentless. I just keep going. I just get up and I keep going and I just keep going. And that's just something that's core value of who I am as a person, that resilience I've developed over the years. Other ones too are curiosity. Mm -hmm. Curiosity is everything about who I am as a person. If you're into human design, I'm a five-one profile. So one is like my, I think, subconscious, unconscious. So I need time to research and explore and learn and, and dive into things and that by starting a... News journalism platform allows me to do that. People often ask me, like, "What's your modality in wellness?" And I'm like, "I don't have one because I love doing everything. I love trying all the new things, cold plunging and colon hydrotherapy, this new acupuncture technique, this new energy healing." I'm like, "Sure, let's do it. Let's go."
0: Give me all. I
1: want all of it. And I love exploring San Diego. I've always been a curious traveler. That's led me to live abroad. I lived abroad in Brazil. I lived abroad in Australia because I just have this insatiable thirst for knowledge. Like, I feel like I can never get enough. I always need to be learning and growing. And by creating a business that allows me to just follow my fancy, like, I want to learn about that. OK, let's go. Let's go learn about it and we can write about it. It's just it's just so fun. And then the other core value for me is of flow, ease and flow. So I need to create time in my day where I can just creatively innovate and have that deep work moment and focus and see what comes in. And because I've followed the ease and flow of you know ideas and opportunities that have come my way, that's led me to create multiple avenues of my business. So because we have the media company now, which led to creating in-person events, which led to creating a membership community for local entrepreneurs. And now I'm launching a marketing agency to support our local businesses, too, because I've just followed like, OK, this is coming in. Let's see where that goes. And then seeing if it's in alignment with my skill set and or what what lights me up energy wise. Like, is that something I want to take on? Is that a hell yes? OK, let's go. So I think getting really rooted in who you are will help you just live authentically in your business and and life, too. So if you know that that's what you stand for, it just makes it easier.
0: Yeah. I think once you realize that it's just, it's just who you are and what you wanted to be. You talk to so much about how letting opportunities come, like almost like letting doors open and you check them out and you're like, I like that. No, I'm going to keep that door closed. I don't want to move that way. You know, like really choosing which door to walk through and your business has just grown off that. And I think sometimes when you start a business, yes, you have to plant seeds, but there's also something really, really beautiful when like just seeds start coming to you and you're like, do I want to water it? Do I not want to water it? Is this something I'm really interested or not? Which is so great. And then you talked a lot about like just knowing who you are, which as quote unquote easy it sounds, I also think it's very, very difficult when you're just navigating all these external data points that we're consuming all day long and seeing all these other things. So how have you, how can someone stay really rooted and like and listening to who they are when they are building their business, when they are choosing their brand or showing up in a certain way, what? how can someone choose that over choosing something else? Well, it's like a really good reminder that if you have one.
1: Yeah, I think I think a lot of us know now how to check in with our intuition, just making that awareness for yourself. And also, there's it's really tempting to do the social media comparison game. I ran a personal branding webinar last week. And I walked through like kind of the five pillars, which is what we were talking about, which is, you know, understanding your why. Like, why are you doing this? Who are you helping? What makes you different than anybody else? What life experiences that you had that make great story? You know, we talked about building a brand that speaks to that identity, consistency, curating content that aligns with that message and and just putting it into action. And so I was putting that PowerPoint together and I was like, well, I thought about showing some brands that are doing it really well and I thought, no, because that's the problem is that everybody mm-hmm. is looking at everybody what everyone else is doing on Instagram and, you know, s- stop the scroll with these three hooks and it's like, okay, sure you might get, you know, a thousand more views if you did it that way, but is where's the, your true message gone? Because now you're just trying to keep up with the algorithm or whatever. You've lost sight of the real prize, which is, it's called social media, which is connecting with the people who actually want to hear from you in an authentic way, not some gimmick, not some hook to like get you to like your video. So it can be tough. I know that's easier said than done, but I think if you try different things out, you'll you'll feel when it, when it resonates and you'll see when you create content or you'll know when you're in flow and alignment with with your business and your brand. So I think one of the things I also tell people to do is we have a journal for like our lives. But have you started a work journal where you're talking about what you're experiencing, the anxieties you're having about your business? A lot of people seek business coaches because they want help, but sometimes it's like kind of need a little therapy session to work through some of the issues that are coming up around achieving and on um, feeling self-worth, like we talked about, like when those reels don't do well, it's not a reflection on you at all. Or maybe the views aren't high, but, but have you looked at the engagement rate? Like did people actually click through? There's different ways to look at numbers too. That's a side note. But I think also just if you're you're still not sure of who you are and identifying those values is looking back who you were as a kid. Like what did you love to do? Who were you? You're still that person. You've had life experiences that have maybe moved you away from that, but what lights you up? What brings you joy? Can you incorporate that into your day or into how you do your work and thinking about that too? So there's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves. And so do you have your support, your self-care systems in place for your business self, a journal, therapy session with another entrepreneur, setting aside time like you would for you know, like how you work out for your body. Can you work out for your business? Can you get systems in place that bring you better ease and flow and structure? Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling burnt out or you're feeling uninspired or not supported in what you're doing, maybe building better business self-care systems is the way to go.
0: It's so beautiful you talking to like, you need the structure to flow. You know, I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we're like, well, I just want to flow and feel like whatever I want to do that day you know while that feels really yummy to some of us on the same on the same side sometimes it's not exactly what we need you know and i really think that structure allows us for fluidity it allows things for flow allows things for things to just move through much more seamlessly so structure is good and it's also good to have the flow there too so it's so nice that you already kind of talked to that and Really highlighting the fact that you said on Instagram, especially social media, you get so caught up on like seeing the same things anyways. It's like, I'm also over it. You know, like every reel looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Every hook says exactly the same or like every title or whoever, whatever title they are, right. They're all saying the same things. And you're just like, "Ah, where's the newness in this? And you're talking to so much about like owning the newness, own something different, own who you are. And we just need so much more of that in business online in the world because the authenticity is what people are looking for like different is like oh that's going to catch my eye versus like i'm seeing the same thing over and over again you know yeah and to think too i always stress
1: this too is social media is not a marketing strategy it's part of your strategy it's not everything because anything would happen more about that yeah so you are on you're using somebody else's platform um, they can do whatever they want with it. The meta folks can change it tomorrow and make it something else. And if you put all your eggs in that basket, you're kind of out of out of luck. So it's a tool. It's a way to get your message out, but it's not everything. So when you're doing your your branding and you're we're talking about those core values or meeting the needs of your clients, you really need to do that legwork first and understanding mm-hmm. your message, who you serve, what you offer and then decide what channel is best for that and where you want to show up. A lot of folks I know do not want to show up on video on social media, and that's okay. There's other channels where you can do marketing. You could be a guest blogger. You could come on podcasts like this. You can become a speaker and go out, and join the speaker circuit. You don't have to just do social media. Granted, it is a helpful tool, and I also want to reframe it for folks who want to use social media but are daunted by it is what I like to say is, imagine that you had a auditorium of 3,000 people that got a ticket because they want to hear from you. They want to hear directly from you. You're going to be on stage and you can speak directly to these people who are just at the edge of the seat because they want to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And it has cost you nothing to rent this auditorium and have these people listening for you. That's social media. So- you know that's Instagram. Most people have like you know three thousand followers or more than that. So imagine if you had an auditorium with three thousand people, you'd be like,
0: "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, wow, I love that shift. I would just never even thought of it that way. Yeah, I, I imagine it's, it's so important. Yeah, and it's free, and it's free, and it's that free. energy, and that energy that you're talking about, you know, like really showing up at that like energy of like, I'm on stage. This is what I've got. This is what I'm saying. This is who I am. Who am I going to be in that? And showing up in that energy and knowing that it's free and that it's here.
1: Yeah. Maybe like the stage is daunting to you because you're like, maybe don't like the spotlight yeah. kind of person. Imagine like it's workshop. Even if yeah. it's just a workshop of 100 people, how do you show up to that? You're having a one-on-one conversation directly with people Yeah, um, who are looking at their phones, who are looking directly into your eyes if you look straight into camera. they're They're seeing you. You're having an intimate dialogue with these people, whether it's in your DMs or in your stories or you know your reels or what have you. So just shifting it a little bit. And again, I keep using the word social media. It's a social connection you're making with your people directly. And I can't stress enough, like showing rather than telling. How can you show people what you do? How can you demonstrate that? And taking people along with you on the journey, I think is really helpful. So and also a little bit of intrigue Don't give everything away. Keep it a little mysterious, you know? It's kind of like dating, you know? Like, you you want them coming back for more. So,
0: like, this is a little bit of me. This You got me fortified.
1: You don't need to show them everything in your life. That's not what we're saying here about being authentic. You don't need to show them your dog and your house. And No, we're saying about showing up in ways that resonate with who you are. And if you want to show your dog, that's great, too. But does that land with what your business is trying to do? You know, is that meet the needs of your clients? What you're you and your dog going on a hike? Okay,
0: you're bringing up something so interesting. Like how does someone, you know, someone that grew up kind of like in social media, like, you know, my generation is like we use social media a lot for ourselves, like our personal life to share with our our friends and stuff. And then creating a business, you know, how does someone separate the two? Right. Like there's this like you don't separate the two in the sense of like this is my business this is my professional side this is what I'm this is what I'm marketing and I also want to give you a flavor of who I am mm-hmm. and also not I mean if you want to I guess like not fully share every party like what's a good blend of both or how can someone find a blend of like here's me right you get to know me and you get to know the professional me not all of it being all about me, or not all of it just being all about business, right? I feel like there's a nice, beautiful blend between two, to whatever someone feels the extent of. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it depends on what your business is and who your audience is. So if you are working, and let's say, I'm just talking about wellness analogies, because that's who I talk with every day, but let's yep. say you're going to, you really want to move into corporate wellness. You, sure, you can show yourself going out with your dog on a hike that shows that you're into wellness, but is that going to meet the needs of what a corporate wellness person is looking for? Are you showing ways of how you've helped people in past corporate wellness situations? It needs to be a little more buttoned up, right? It could still be that authenticity about how that gives you inspiration and maybe the hike inspires you to go to what started is your story as to why you started corporate wellness. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's good ways of framing it and framing the message that resonates. Again, I'm getting back to intentionality and and why you're, you're showing what you're showing. So i thinking thinking about it that way of how can I position this part of the story so that it meets, speaks to what my client is facing or what my audience is going through at the same time as well. If you're wanting to show about like how you live in alignment and you've cultivated this flow and ease and you're coaching other people to do the same, now that makes sense to show you how you're Really living and adjusting your schedule and you can go hiking with your dog at any time at Tory Pines or whatever. Like there's a different, there's a different construct and a different frame, different message that you're getting across mm-hmm. of that hike with your dog. So if that makes sense, it just really comes down to who you're helping, what you're trying to do, who you're serving. And there's, there's nothing wrong with the dog on the hike. It's just about putting it in contact Definitely. with what, what you're doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate you breaking that down because sometimes it's just difficult to navigate that. And you just totally leaned on it, really comes down to like who your target audience is and like who you're focused on and building what you show in that direction, right? Like what would be something that they would be interested in seeing? What parts of you would they be interested in seeing and knowing about? So I love that. I do love that. As we start to kind of wrap up the episode, I would love to hear, you know, what has, how has building your business and the way that you've built it, given you permission to li- like be fully expressed in the way of like you really expressing your Moth authentic self. You talked a lot about it on this episode, but has there been any other thing that you've been finding yourself truly like, oh, this, this is me. Like I feel really expressed in this way. How has your business met you in that?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's right now I'm focusing on honing in my discernment more because I find
0: what discernment means.
1: Yeah. So like you said, we talked about the doors opening or, or closing. I do get a lot of ideas, and some of them are not for me. You mentioned that you're reading Big Magic. There's a great story in there of Elizabeth Gilbert getting a story idea, and then she like actually like it on. She like gave a like kiss to her yeah. friend and like passed it on to someone else. I think it can be hard when we are ideas people that not everything is for us, or to sit with it or to act on it. So really putting some pause, I guess, is in what I'm doing and thinking, okay, that's a fantastic idea. Should I do that now, or should I do that later? That's hard sometimes because I' I get a lot of ideas. <laughs> and I like I want to do all of them at once. So that's really hard for me. But again, it's about timing and about the hell, yes, you know, for those in human design, I have the sacral authority. So I really need to know, I really need to feel, that yes, if I should move ahead with something or not. So that's something I am still working on because I am also a people pleaser, you know, personality. I, I, I conflict avoidant. <laughs> I wanna make sure everyone's, you know, feeling great. Yeah. So just knowing those things about yourself too can be really helpful. So I'm fully expressed when I, I love just connecting people bringing people together. I love doing those events. I love teaching. I found out, you know, I really love leading workshops. I want to do more of that. Moving into coaching and running some courses. I love this community that we're building for wellness entrepreneurs and sharing with what I know and bringing other people to to expand. Because one of the other mottos I have is, because when we all do better, we all do better. I really want to Uplift everybody because I know the ripple effect that that creates. So, those are just mottos that I live by. And I know that if I am true to those, then everything else will flow flow seamlessly.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. Love that. And it's been such a pleasure having you speak and share your story. I think you have so much to offer. And I just love the way that you view business and authenticity and how you've really leaned into this and the way that meets you in your life, which is so beautiful. I would love to hear um, how can someone connect with you? Where can they find you? And if you have any other like maybe Zoom to be workshops or anything you want to share. Thanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. locallywell.com is
1: the website for finding all things wellness news in San Diego or at locally well on Instagram. We have our podcast, Wellness in San Diego, uh, wherever you find your podcasts. And then now we also have, like I mentioned, The Collective which is our membership community for wellness entrepreneurs, mainly in San Diego, because we do have meetups, but anyone can join that. You can find information about that on our Instagram or website. And now I'm starting Locally Well Marketing because I can't just do one thing. So just started that Instagram account like last week. So watch that space. But if you're wanting marketing coaching support for your business, honing in on your messaging, that's something I can help you out or just accountability coaching. I do have an MBA, have, like I said, risen the ranks in corporate land, so I can help you out with biz ops and operations and systems too. So that's Mm me.
0: Yeah, you just have a wealth of knowledge, you know, your desire to know and research so much. I feel like you have so much wisdom to share and all these different containers in a different way. So thank you so much for sharing that. And really, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Corinna.